morning, everybody. Welcome to Thursday. We're back. This is we're back in it. Great morning, and welcome back to your favorite daily live stream, the Noodleberg Daily Huddle, where we get to share our morning with you and help you get the day started in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Thursday, but it could be Tuesday to me. I got no idea. I don't know what day it is. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> it was a very productive day, but it was like it was like re-entering Earth. You know, like, all right, you know, Shay was here, so it was a Monday, you know, it was, we got a lot of stuff done. It felt very organized about us, our business, our process, you know, got into some great, great coaching calls. The people I I dealt with were very fired up. So, uh, you know, all, all good stuff. Shay, you're looking very clean, mean, lean and clean and trim. What's the secret, Shay? How are you dropping the weight? What's the secret? Well, the uh, so the secret to drop two pounds overnight after debauchery over the weekend is uh, <laughs> coffee, uh, just one uh, rotisserie chicken. That's it, and a couple little sweetest fish, and that's it. <laughs> Which sweetest fish? What is that? The candy, the little red the candy. sweetest fish. Oh, shit, that's crazy. Hell of a diet. Coffee, rotisserie chicken, and sweetest fish. Not, I'm not recommending that to anybody in the huddle, but it's a hell of a diet. And water. I don't think that's water. Stay hydrated. What's that? Stay, stay hydrated. Lots of water. Yeah. There I don't go. think that's going to be doctor endorsed anytime soon. I love so, it. Uh, so this is uh, a cool little pat myself <laughs> on the back if I can. Will you guys indulge me? Sure. Yeah. Share, share the post. So for very, so wait a second, Shay, wait. So for um, a very long time, I did a show called tell me something good. Tell me something good is a rule in my book for those who are watching. And thank you to all the new people that, you know, just connected with us and whatever and got the new tools. Um, the, the reality is I did this show cause it was one of the rules in the book. Top rule. Tell me something good. Don't ask people, you know, how you are, what's, you know, tell me something good. So I did this and I had great guests on one of those grad, one of those guests is a guy named Jesse Itzler. Now I'm fortunate. I knew Jesse in my other entrepreneurial life, but I've continued to maintain a friendship and whatever. When he did our show, the main reason when we were talking about it prior was that he says, I just can't get over what kind of dad you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday he took the clip from my show with him and put it in his social media. So Jay showed it to me. Maybe. Maybe. There oh, I can't is. see. Hold on. Shay, come on, man. I don't know that we're going to be able to hear it. No, no, can't hear it. I thought you said you could run it, so forget it. That's okay. all right. We can't pull, but so if you go to Jesse's page, what he's talking about, what he talked about on that show, which I think was my favorite. He had some great nuggets from the Tell Me Something Good. I would tell you that my favorite thing I took away from it was the three C's, which we've talked about before on the show, which is congratulate, celebrate, and console. Um, you know, and he talks about how he makes a conscious effort to reach out to everybody in his network that is deserving of a celebration of congratulations or a, a console. And he talked about just the, the power of that and the way that it, you know, feeds the relationships and what he does. And I just thought it's a very simple strategy. It's a very simple reminder to say, 
hey, who's on my list today for one of the C's because they need it. And I think that's super cool. I got to tell you, I was flattered that he chose to share it in his content because his content for me is the best there is. You know, thank you, Shay, for sharing it there. Um, It's unbelievable. He puts out, uh, I am not easily influenced because I've created so much of my own. He influences me and does an amazing job. Got a great show today. It was Halloween. I'm sorry, Halloween. It was July 4th. I don't even know where I don't know. I have no idea. It's just it's Halloween. I don't know. It was it was July fourth, and they showed Coney Island. What the hell's going on out here? That's fantastic. That was brain working in October, I guess. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about roller coasters and what they have to do with life. So stay tuned. We got that. If, you know, it's the next piece of content is the ten things. They <laughs> You're going to make it through today's show. If I tell people it's Halloween, it's Halloween. <laughs> let's go. Let's get some wake up music. Let's get back. Let's talk about roller coasters. So we got a great guest to talk about roller coasters with us this morning. We've got Kai in here, but you've got great support on your Halloween co- comment. I mean, people are saying they're still wearing their masks for Halloween. I love Jonathan Aaron's is like, oh shit, it's Q4. Already. You, you close your eyes, you wake up, it's Q4. <laughs> there it is, man. I gotta be honest with you. I have no fucking idea where that came from. <laughs> I have no idea. It just came out. Man. It's like, so Kai, we're going to talk about roller coasters. He, Poppy has a great piece of content to talk about how roller coasters relate to life. But what do you think about roller coasters? I want to go on one that goes upside down. You want to go on a roller coaster that goes upside down? Yeah, you, you, you like, like upside down roller coasters? What do you like about upside down roller coasters? Because they're scary and scary makes it. Fun. Scary makes it fun. Wow, you know, like, I don't know. It's good. This is on this show this morning. Guy, awesome. Watch this. This was a, this a clip of a roller coaster that I found that got me thinking about this. This and Coney Island and all that kind of stuff. So look at this. See if you want to get on this one. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Good for you. Go on that. Good so for Mark, you. I, I don't remember you loving roller coasters. What's your take? I didn't start loving roller coasters until I was like probably twelve or thirteen. So actually, I can. T- I don't know how exactly how old I was when we went to Islands of Adventure. When Islands of Adventure had I first remember. opened, that was the Hulk. 
the Hulk roller coaster was the thing that hooked me on roller coasters. I was, so there's a roller coaster at Islands of Adventure called the Hulk. And it's based off of the superhero, the Hulk. And that roller coaster hooked me on roller coasters for the rest of my life, forever. Then I was no longer afraid to go on them. And I enjoyed the experience of going on it. So, so I thanks for joining us for the roller coaster conversation. Kai. Nice job, guy. Have fun again. Bye. So I want to take that thrill. And what he said, scary makes it fun. Yeah. What an unbelievable comment. Scary yeah. makes it fun. You can marry that to being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Makes it fun that no guarantees. You got to make stuff happen for yourself. So I have this article that said riding fast attractions can relate to tackling challenges in life and in business. And so uh, there's a couple of things here I want to identify. Number one, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, th I think roller coasters and life and business are, are different, but I think the idea of not being afraid to challenge yourself and try something new and get those butterflies in your stomach and say, I'm going to step into this, uh, this unknown area. I love that, you know, and I, you know, you don't have to be a thrill seeker. Like, look, I'm, I'm not going to the local carnival and getting on the pirate oh, ship. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm so happy you went there. This was on Twitter yesterday. Look at what happens when you go to a carnival. So that's not a carnival. That's at, at Carolyn's. In, is, in Carolina, so that the, there's a there's an amusement park on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. You can actually stand in both states at the same time. They have a painted line going down the middle of it. That's one of the rides at Carowinds, and there was a crack in the post as it was going. It wasn't like it was stopped. No, like the, the, the ride was still that going. Somebody standing there videoing people that they knew on the ride. I'm like. What, are you kidding me? If there was yeah. ever a reason not to go on a roller coaster, oh, my God. It's but like there is a lot to be said for, you know, getting on roller coasters and the parallels that you can, you know, draw towards, whether it be an entrepreneur in your career and business, whatever it is, they're still drastically different because a roller coaster is probably going to be over in a maximum of two and a half minutes. Correct. Whereas, you know, the rest of the ride is going to last you your whole life. So Devin coming in from North Carolina saying, Devin looks like they need some facilities help. <laughs> I believe there's a crack in their system. Right? The property management. Somebody needs to go over there and talk to them about what's going on. So let me give you the five or six takeaways. Uh, stepping out of your comfort zone for sure confronting fear and building resilience. I love that. That is yeah. a real test. Now, I remember a ride called the roundabout. The roundabout was a flat, you would get on, stand in a cage, get locked in, it would start spinning, and then it went up on its side. And the most bizarre thing, I was scared shit was going on it. <laughs> I did it because my friends pushed me into doing it. And when I threw up, throw up, came right back. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. 
like the Sandlot scene where they're yakking on top of everybody. Um, embracing change. I love that. Trusting the process and letting go. Not with that pipe to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, embracing the thrill of the journey. That one I really, really, really got got to me that, you know, the, the journey, and you hear athletes talk about this, you hear great entrepreneurs, Jesse talks about it all the time. It's the journey, it's the, it's the doing, you know, yes. Jesse, you know, on his big calendar, and I'm gonna reach out to him today and see if he'll come on and talk about his calendar. He'd be a great huddler on, on, a, you know, on a Friday. Awesome, for sure. Yeah, but you know, he talks about planning one thing every year that you've never done. You know, and he, you know, is into cold baths and saunas and, you know, running 100 miles, uh, living with a seal, you know. So his, his life is a thrill seek. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, the, the for me, the standing in line on the ride and having to wait to get on the anxiety and the build and hearing everybody's screams and like, you know, whatever as an adult, but as a kid. And I think, you know, pushing your kids to do some of those things and feel those things early on, I think is cool because it teaches them like, okay, I was scared and I got on it. And even if I didn't like the ride, even if I don't want to do it again, I felt it. I felt that fear. I did the thing that was creating that fear and I got to the other side of it, even if I didn't like it and I'm never going to do it again. There's so much learning that goes into that. So. so answer this favorite roller coaster you've ever been on. Oh, ever? That's pretty tough. Um, Same one. Doesn't matter. Not ever. I'm, I'm going to go to the what is no longer a ride is what was the Dueling Dragons. Oh, that was a great adventure. I remember that. It had fire and ice. And your, your feet, feet were dangling. And there was one point when the dragons would go towards each other and then you would go up into a Ooh. loop. That was a very, very fun ride. Mine clearly forever was the rock and roll roller coaster because oh, it, yeah. it was in the Aerosmith blasting in your ear. There's a better way to do a roller coaster than having Aerosmith blasting in your ears the entire time. So it's Throwback Thursday. So here's a throwback song to celebrate roller coasters, and then we'll get right into the ten things that don't cost you anything to uh, make you more talented. Name the group. Name the group. Live version. 
Um, name the group. Michelle will get it. Michelle Porto, forget it. She, I know she knows it. Mm. Oh, Michelle, throw it at me. I don't know. I don't know who it is. The Ohio players. Oh, excellent. I, uh, do, do, do. You know, they were great. So Jonathan Aarons talks about Hagrid's motorbike at Islands of Adventure. That is that is dueling dragons. They took the dueling dragons and repurposed them to be part of the Harry Potter experience. And so that's actually what that ride became. Very cool. So yeah, that's, so that's what he said. He goes, Mark, my favorite ride caused your favorite ride to be shut down. Sorry. Exactly. It's exactly yeah. correct. So uh, anyway, you know, if you're looking for a conversation starter today, when you talk to people, just ask oh, them, any, like roller coasters, yes or no, there's a conversation. <laughs> so I love it. All good stuff. So 10 things that require zero talent. And I love this list. Um, we'll unpack it. Uh, but leave that up there for a second, Mark. Go anywhere you want with this. Well, I mean, the first one, I think, is the best one. And I think, you know, you, you see, I've seen this posted a zillion times and coaches right. talk about it all the time. But being on time requires absolutely no talent. It, it, it all you, And it creates so much respect for the people that you work with. And it creates such a a understanding or create such a, a vision of who you are as a person by being on time. If you are chronically late to things, I can promise you that that is hindering your ability to be successful and get opportunities because of the way people perceive you just from not being on time. So how did you learn that lesson? I had a curiosity. Oh, you can come out of it now. Shay. How did I you mean, I, you know, growing up with you, we were forced to be five minutes early everywhere. You know, I grew up your first of all, your watch was always 10 minutes fast. So you were always looking at time and you were always looking at it as if you were 10 minutes later than you already were. And every time we went anywhere, we showed up early. So that was a part of my DNA growing up. And then it was the same thing when I started my career in sports. Like if we had a staff meeting at 730 and you weren't in there at 728, you were late. Like the, the every it was a, it was a understood that the last person in the meeting would be the head coach. He would come in when the meeting was supposed to start at 730. And if you weren't in there when the head coach started, if he decided to show up at 729 or 728, you were then late. So it just became second nature to and especially as a young person growing up in the profession, I wanted to make sure that the room was in order. Wanted to make sure there was a practice schedule in front of everybody's seat. Wanted to make sure there was no garbage on the ground. I wanted to make sure that it was and tidy so that when guys started to come in at 7.15, 7.20, 7.25, and then ultimately at 7.30 when we started the meeting, you know, it, it looked and was prepared to go to work. So for me, on time became 7 o'clock in the morning so that I could do all of the things that I needed to do prior to a 7.30 staff meeting. So if you took these 10 things and somebody was being introduced to you and the person that introduced said, let me tell you 10 things about this person. They're on time. They have great work ethic. They put in a lot of effort. Their body language is always leaning in. They come with a lot of energy. They have great attitude and passion. Um, they're totally coachable. They go the extra mile and they're always prepared. What would you do? with that person 
how, what can I do to get them on my team? <laughs> how do I work with them? What do I do with them? Like, how do, how do I get them to help me in some kind of way? How do I, here's what, I, you know, it's so great. So when I said OQP, only quality people, you are the sum of the people you hang out with. So I want those people around me because that shit wears off. The way I was wore off on you. Those yeah. attributes cost zero talent. There is, it costs you nothing in money. And, yeah. and you know, so it's so fascinating to me that the simplest things people don't pay attention to, and they're the ones that leave the biggest impression. Yep. Like, like when someone is early to a meeting, right? Yeah. Or they're so prepared. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, man, you know, okay, thank you. You know, like for me, I used to sit down at a meeting and I'd say, is it okay if I take notes? Yep. You know, now I do it on, you know, obviously on you know, on these calls, but, you know, people go, you want to take notes about what I'm saying? I go, yeah, well, yeah I'm going to learn something. Yep. <laughs> like for me, you know, so, you know, it's just, so, so when in I preparation, look at- I, I, to me, you know, like f- forget about the note taking piece, but when you show up with an agenda with somebody, when you show up and you have the ability to set the upfront contract because you prepared, you said, hey, you know, this is what we said we were going to talk about. Are you OK if we do the first five or 10 minutes kind of getting to know each other a little bit? I'd love to ask you a question about roller coasters. I heard a great conversation today on the morning show that I listened to. Are you OK if we start this way and then we dive into these are the five things I want to talk about? Like somebody looks at you going, wow, that guy's got his shit together. or That girl, that lady's got her shit together. Like, you know, it, it, it creates a perception of you that requires no talent. You don't have to be extremely smart to be able to do that. You don't have to have some kind of exceptional skill or ability to do that. You just have to take the time to do it and make it matter to you, which is to me, the thing that separates average people and good people from the excellent and and the great people. So no surprise, Helen and I are are match made in heaven. Right. She gets it, man. It's like so I don't have to worry about her being late with me, man. We're like we're maniacal about being on time for dinner or early for dinner and all those kind of things. So I don't but think this- you can focus on ten things. I think ten things is a ridiculous amount of things to try to focus on. Correct. So if you were to pick three of those ten, what three are you saying? These are the things that you absolutely have to do. Wow. Okay. So I would go being on time would be my number one. Yeah. Uh, number two would be energy because I think uh, that's what people actually buy. Yep. And then um, I see like energy, attitude, and passion. All of the same, same thing to me. They're all byproducts of the same thing. thing. So I agree so with you. Being on time, bringing the energy and uh, work ethic would probably be my three. I love it. This is exactly, <laughs> it's exactly my three. It's right. exactly my three. So I, mean, you know, I spoke to, uh, you know, Jen Gressman, who I love. She's the CEO of uh, Site Impact. We were working yesterday and she's just, she is just, just climbed the ladder so beautifully and so great. And she said, I, I outwork everybody. They like, for right. you know, it's like, it's not that hard. She goes, yeah. do more than everybody else. And I got more. So that, yep. that philosophy is so great. We're way over time. Fun show. Ask people today, post in social media about a roller coaster. What does a roller coaster mean to you? Uh, lots of changes with LinkedIn, but um, 
always be teaching and sharing and giving tomorrow. Who's our guest tomorrow, sir? Speaking of sharing, right? If you enjoyed the show, then you absolutely should share the show with somebody. Share the conversation about roller coasters. Share the conversation about 10 things that don't require any talent. But that is our only ask to you guys is that if you enjoyed it, if you had a great conversation today and this sparked something in you, share it with somebody else and invite them to the huddle. So who is our huddler in the hot seat tomorrow? People who have connected um, have gotten that free gift, which I told you guys in yesterday's meeting, that is the most wonderful piece of content we've put out there. And all you got to do is become, you know, part of the huddle. You know, you got to put in your email and boom, you get a downloadable gift. Tomorrow is David Roth. Oh, I love it. David Roth, the headshot man himself. He's one of the coolest humans I know. I love that he's in our life. Um, he, we, we were early adopters on the headshot philosophy. And yeah. uh, him and uh, Daniel Wakefield have really done an amazing job of branding themselves. So it should be a great conversation. Hunger in the hot seat. Noodleberg's in the hot seat. Make it a great day, sir. Thursday, let's make it happen. See you guys tomorrow. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down.